When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. What's the easiest choice you can make? Window instead of middle seat? Picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket? Outsourcing business tasks you hate? What about selling with Shopify? Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage, Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash try. Go to shopify.com slash try now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash try. Welcome back to another episode of Within the Lines, the podcast where two best friends use their patent pending movie ranking scale to determine the true quality of a film. Today is Thursday, November 30th, 2023, the last day of November until we officially enter Christmas season, tie. Yeah. And what better way to enter the season than to watch a two and a half hour biopic about Napoleon Bonaparte? I can think of a lot of better ways. Um, but here we are. Well, we're biopic guys. We love Oppenheimer. We bring it up about 10, pot, 10 times every single podcast. Mm-hmm. That's one so far. I've liked every other, bi- not every other biopic, but I've liked most biopics I've watched. And you're a short guy. Napoleon's your short king. You should be excited for this. Yeah. He's not that short. He was average. How tall was he? I don't know, like five, six. <laughs> Is that your way of calling yourself average? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, I had high expectations for this. The, re- the movie itself also isn't getting great reviews. Obviously, we don't let other people's reviews dictate our scores, but was a little bummed out about the reviews. Still had high expectations, and I'm excited to talk about this tie, and I'm also excited to go on a little bit of a, um, a tirade. Not a tirade. What's the word when you you're tangent? You, a tan, not a tangent. Uh, I don't know. We'll get there either way. I can't wait. Sixty percent the of the time, it works every time. Don Samos. What? Did we just become best friends? Yep. I don't so good. I'm not fucking leaving. <laughs> Napoleon, a high-ranking French military official, rises to power during a time of social revolt in the country and must navigate his love life at home while trying to create world peace by any means necessary. Napoleon, 2023 film, Ridley Scott directed. Yeah, the man who loves being scientifically accurate but doesn't care if he's historically accurate and will tell everyone such. Starring our guy, I'll say he's our guy, Joaquin Phoenix. I feel like I like everything Joaquin Phoenix is in. He seems just like he's a an all-around consistently good actor. A little bit of method. I wouldn't really be, off-putting. I uh, wouldn't be surprised if he was going home thinking he was Joaquin or thinking he was Napoleon a little bit, trying to conquer. 
Oh. Just staring his wife down. Mm-hmm. Okay. Making dog noises. Yeah. You know how many times I've done that since me and Riley seen this oh movie? Oh, my God. <laughs> you know how many times it's worked? Zero, I bet. Yeah, yeah. zero. <laughs> that, that's a... Doesn't work. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Unless you're the leader of France. I, I thought maybe it would... Uh... Maybe it would work, but I don't know. Napoleon 5'6", by the way. Yeah. How tall are you? 5'8"? Five, 5'6 five, and a half. Short kings. Live forever, <laughs> Ty. Um, yeah, historically, I like biopics like this. Um, if you could retell something that happened in real life and make it compelling and make it interesting, it's it, it makes for some of the best films. And I think that's just because real life itself is like almost the best canvas for – making films yes there's like obviously super sensualized stuff sci-fi all that stuff uh superheroes but i don't know i just feel like you want to make a movie that's about real life events and how crazy it is you make a good film about it i'm gonna love it i'm gonna love oppenheimer that's two i'm gonna love whoop wall street i'm even gonna love a movie like uh like the nike movie air yeah i'm not saying that's like an all-time great movie but i like movies like this so and i was very excited for this i was very set on seeing it in imax um then i found out they didn't even use imax cameras so then i was like if they're not going to put in the effort, mm-hmm. I'm not going to put in the effort. So, well, sorry, that, Ridley. That makes a lot of sense because this movie, it's not what you would expect it to be. Mm-mm. I was expecting big, like incredible battle scenes mm-hmm. using I'm Like, it makes sense that he didn't use IMAX because that's not what this movie really ended up being. And it makes sense I didn't go see it in IMAX because I would have been very disappointed. Yeah, you would have. Honestly, Giant Screen, which we give Civic a lot of shit. Yeah. Giant Screen, Civic Plaza. Was pretty fantastic. I'm not gonna yeah. lie. Last time I went, I I talked about it on here that it they've been fixing some shit there. My I I want to just you didn't go to Civic Plaza this week, so I guess yeah. I'll carry the burden for both of us. Yeah. Talk about my experience. Uh, first of all, I've made it my mission. I want to go to another Cinema West theater just because I don't know. I know they have like ten of them or twelve because we're like Civic Plaza twelve. I don't know how many they actually have. Oh no, twelve's the number of theaters they have, right? When there's a number in the movie theater title, I think that's what it is. Dog, I don't know. Anyways, I want to go to another Cinema West theater just because I don't know. That's kind of fun. It's kind of quirky. I will say, popcorn. There's horrible. one in Beaumont. Not that far. Not that far. Yeah. Am I gonna go all the way to Beaumont just to say I went to another Cinema West movie theater when I literally live two hundred yards from one? Maybe not. Yeah. Sacramento. That's pretty far. Yeah. Fortuna. These are all. They got one in, in Scottsdale. So when we go on the bachelor party. <laughs> <laughs> well, I was thinking, I was like, these are all, like, all their California ones are in cities that I've never heard of, and then I realized that ours is in Hesperia, <laughs> and other people looking at that list would think that of ours, so. <laughs> yeah. It makes sense. Um, That's funny. That's good. Uh, Popcorn sucked, Ooh. and I want to get your take on something. I, I want to go, the, the word I was looking for earlier was rant. This isn't the rant. I just want to get your take. This couple got up about the hour mark and left. And I was like, oh, they didn't enjoy the movie. Mm-hmm. And the guy was like, but the guy was watching the movie as he was leaving, like like a lost dog. Like he was just... still interested. And then they came back. I don't know. Two minutes later, did they use the restroom? Were they going to leave? And then the guy talked his, his significant other out of it. Mm-hmm. Did they go to the bathroom together? Did they get inspired oh. by the Napoleon scenes? Yeah. I didn't know what was happening because he looked very sad to be leaving that theater. So I think, A... She wanted to leave, and he either talked her out of it. They both walked out at the same time? Yes. Okay. Or B, she made him get up with her to go to the bathroom, and he was upset by it, and that's why he looked so sad and longingly as he uh, left. And then when they came back, he had a pep in his step. He was trying to get back to his seat. Yeah. So he was enjoying the movie. Okay. <laughs> so I don't know. I don't know what they were doing. What You just wanted my, like, what they could yeah, be what doing? Yeah, do what do you think? And if you think it was go to the restroom with her, how do you feel about that play? I mean that's always that's always up. I'm gonna support that play at any situation. 
Really? Like, actually go to the restroom or get a quickie in? No, actually go to the restroom. Oh, no. God, like, no. Babe, I don't want to go to the bathroom alone. Can you walk no, me to the bathroom? No, God, no. <laughs> Jesus. We're such gentlemen. <laughs> I mean, we're at a movie theater. Come on now. I will say about 15 minutes later, Riley got up to go pee. You know who didn't go with her? You. Yeah. <laughs> we're at a movie theater. <laughs> like, what are we doing here? <laughs> so I was very, I felt kind of bad for him when he was leaving. I was like, damn, he really doesn't want to leave this movie. But then yeah. he came back. So it was a big comeback for him, just like Napoleon in this film, getting exiled to the island and then coming back. He did come back. Um, my big rant here, and this is something I feel very strongly about, and I might have said this on the podcast before. And it's nothing to do with movies, but it's something to do with how this movie opened my eyes and continues to open my eyes. Mm -hmm. The number one, there's a lot of failures in the American education system. Uh, We're not on the metric system. That's just a failure upon itself. Ridiculous. Um, There we had the, I mean, they kind of had to shut schools down, but we had all the COVID shutdowns and kids are behind and there's kids. My beautiful fiance tells me parents coming in saying my kid's in seventh grade. and He's reading at a first grade level. I'm like, whoa, that feels like there was a lot more years of issues there. But OK, um, you know, there's there's issues in the education <laughs> 14 system. year old asking for a Dr. Um, Seuss book, <laughs> unequal opportunities, all those things. The number one issue is how history is taught in our education system. Ty. Yeah. History is boring. so cool. Yeah. Like in its literally in like conceptually. It's just like, oh, wow. Either you killed a lot of people or it's like cool gossip. Mm-hmm. Like, can you believe this happened? Can you yeah. believe this person did this? Like, so many cool well, you, stuff. You only, like, the only big historical events are the fucking cool ones that people want to remember. <laughs> There's a lot of shit that happened that no one gives a fuck about. But movies bring a, that to light that even the stuff that might people might not care about yeah. can still be pretty freaking cool. Yeah. And I don't know how to change it. I don't think you can just show movies. Are you sure? uh, as a history teacher, maybe I don't know. It would cause people to think he did um, fire cannons at the pyramids. <laughs> That's your one issue. But like growing up, history was my least favorite subject in high school. I mean, I took European history AP my sophomore year. My teacher had a heart attack the first semester. We got Mr. Cross, the beautiful Mr. Cross. Do you remember Mr. Cross? Mm-hmm. I had a random little tangent here, a random memory pop in my head when I was talking to Tyler Villalobos on Thanksgiving about when Mr. Cross. Uh, Splashed the paper ball on Sebastian. Were you mm-hmm. there for that? Oh, yeah. Did hit him with drizzle fingers. fingers. Yeah, 100%. Um, when we went to All his time. classroom and he was watching Prices Right by himself. Yeah. Um, it was a great old dude move. I had him as two separate long-term subs that year because he was a long-term sub for my European history teacher. And then he had a <laughs> sub for a month for my English teacher. So I got like five months of Mr. Cross that year. It was great. That's wonderful. But in that class, we didn't learn anything because – Mr. Cross wasn't equipped to teach AP European history. Mm-hmm. And literally our final for the first semester was to do like a movie review on the movie uh, Lincoln. Wow. In European history. How was it? it was, I don't remember. I got a good grade on it. I just thought it was comical that we watched Lincoln yeah, in European history. <laughs> Maybe if class happened this year, if Mr. Cross is still with us, he would have watched Napoleon. Yeah. Um, didn't do the U.S. history because I took it in college because I heard how nightmarish that class was at Sultana. I'm sure you can attest to that. It's terrible. Um, and then senior year, I don't even think I took a history class. Oh, we took government and econ. That was like our history. Yeah. History sucks, Ty. They yeah. don't teach it properly. They teach it terribly. And there's just so much cool stuff that happens Think about in 100 years when they're teaching about, like, COVID and all the stuff that's happening nowadays. Like, obviously, a lot of stuff's unfortunate. I get that. Mm-hmm. But it's kind of cool to look back and think yeah. about it. It's like the world fucking shut down, dude. Can you believe that? And they make it so boring. Yeah. And I, Now, do you think part of that comes from having to PG everything for the classroom? 
Like, they just leave out a shit ton of stuff in school history because it's like, hey, we maybe did some bad shit here, or maybe there was, you know. That's probably part of it. And well, there's that. There's revisionist history, of course, and then there's, you know, Americanized, Americanized history. Yeah. I think they need to teach more of, like, this is what happened and, like, why it's important. I don't know how they do that. Instead of it just being a test where it's like like 100 years from now when they're learning about the, the pandemic of 2020, they're not going to learn about the cultural impact, the scientific impact. It's literally going to be like, what was the name of the virus? Was it SARS-19? Was it CARS-42? You know, like it's going to be something <laughs> stupid. It's going to be yeah. an ABCD question. That's it. Yeah. And you're just memorizing. And that's all history t- tests are. It's like instead of learning about Napoleon and like every time I see a movie like this, when I watched Hamilton for the first time, I always – research the person because i'm like wow this is so interesting Mm -hmm. but if i learn about napoleon in history class i'm not learning about all this cool stuff i'm learning about what year did the battle of waterloo take place what was the date of the battle of waterloo like what month oh june june 1815 yeah what does that tell me that tells me nothing jack shit so what was the name of the island he was like no i just yeah maybe i might make it my life mission to i'm gonna just forget everything i'm doing in my career right now and i'm gonna Mm -hmm. go become a history teacher you got to be higher up to fix the problem. It's, I'll work my way up. It's an issue. Tyler, uh, Tyler, you're Tyler. Riley's aunt is actually on like a school board in Sacramento that she contributes to. She yeah. teaches, and but she also goes up and she like works on lesson planning and all that stuff. Well, they need to do that because history needs to be more about like storytelling mm-hmm. and less like remember this date and that kind of shit. Like tell stories. Kids will remember stories. That's literally like human nature too. Yeah. Every time you connect with someone. That you haven't seen in a while. What do we do? We just tell stories. Yeah, that's it. You told me about what happened at your work today and how one of your coworkers got screwed over. Yeah, big time. I told you about how I had a busy day. You get with your dad, you get a lot of stories. So many stories. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> so <laughs> just make every class like a campfire session. Yeah. And just. That'd be so much better. All history classrooms need to be a circular shape. And they need a bond pit in the middle. Yes. And optional s'mores. S'mores? 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 S'mores. You say s'mores? Why am I saying s'mores? You're adding a letter. <laughs> a two, actually. Uh, Riley told my dad that she's never had s'mores before and got her to make him one, make her one the other night. Yeah. It was just excellent gaslighting. She's she's had... <laughs> you got me fucked up, Jake. <laughs> yeah. No, she's had s'mores plenty of time. Avid <laughs> s'mores. <laughs> Wasn't the thing like she's never ridden a bike? How could she know how to make a s'more? I know she's actually never like got taught how to ride a bike. Repeat that. I'm sorry. Well, you were like, oh, she never learned how to ride a bike. Like, mm-hmm. no, she hasn't done s'mores either. So that was very believable because, like, it is. She's never learned. I know that's a fact. She indeed has still never learned to ride a yeah. bike. But she plenty of experience with s'mores. S'mores, yes. You know what? Just a little tangent here. Um, <laughs> which is the word we were fucking up earlier. You know what's ridiculous? Uh, s'mores. We're, I'm not a big s'mores No, guy. we're complaining about history. I'm going to complain about English. Okay. The sh and ch sound. <laughs> okay. Why do... Why don't they just have their own letter? Why do we got to use two letters to make a different sound than those individual letters make? I feel like isn't that any collection of two letters? Like TH is th- the same thing. Give it its own letter. And Q. Q pisses me off. How do you have a letter that has to have another letter with it? I don't know. I can't tell you. It's just so, like, what's the point of Q if, anything, if it's always accompanied by U? Well, if anything, Q is kind of your example. You want, like, TH to have be its own letter. Q is technically like Q U, but you still use the U. Yeah. I'm saying when you like like school should just be like S whatever that <laughs> sound letter is, O O L. 
Well, I mean, I f- feel like other languages have figured this out, and the English language is notoriously like one of the hardest to yeah. learn. So that's like we got so many things that make different sounds depending on when you use it. Just use a different symbol. I think the alphabet should be like forty letters. I mean, 50. 35 at the minimum. <laughs> <laughs> How many letters are in the alphabet side without looking? Twenty-four. No, twenty-six. I think that's right. It's either twenty-six or twenty-seven. I know it's not twenty-four. <laughs> You sure? I'm 100 percent sure. Um, isn't that great? I don't know how many letters. 26. I'm goddamn. <laughs> That's because I wasn't counting Q because it's a useless letter, and then I rounded wrong. X. X a little useless. Yeah. Z. Mm. Zoo. You could you could do that some Zeus. other way. X O O could just be zoo. Mm. You don't need the Z. Get oh. rid of Q. Get rid of Z. The English don't even call it Z. They call it Z. Z, yeah. Uh, um, what other letter don't we knew, need? I don't know. Maybe J. Like, oh, yeah. I knew you were going to say that. Yeah. J's useless. What were your expectations heading into this movie, Ty? Not being a history guy as we established right now. Yeah. I I mean, I was expecting a very fun, not fun, but like gritty, R-rated, big battles, big drama, like high stakes during the battles. Biopic. About this this feared guy who's just ape shit and set on conquering the world so he could lead it to peace. And like seeing how he was supposedly this like military genius. Mm-hmm. Um didn't expect a whole love angle throughout the entire thing. Yeah. Didn't that was not marketed in the trailers. No, didn't know that was gonna be a major, major part of the movie. Yeah. And uh, I don't know. I feel like I got cheated a little bit. It made sense based on how they ended it, um, or based on, I guess, who Napoleon was and the whole kind of came to fruition Yeah. at the end where it said, like, his last words were France, war, Josephine. Yeah. So um, let's jump into the scale, Ty. Plot slash story. You kind of already alluded to it, but why don't you walk me through how you felt about this uh, this film and this plot slash the story it was telling? So I'm going to say something, and it is the least original thought i've ever had because you literally ken jack literally everyone on the internet you said the same thing ken jack said the same thing everyone who's reviewed this movie has said the exact same thing and it's mm-hmm. that there's two to three mm-hmm. different movies pushed together into one movie mm-hmm. there's there's multiple storylines that aren't really connected but rather just like individual storylines that take place at the same time thrown in the same movie yeah and it's you have you have the war shit and him like rising to power and and gaining political power and you know fighting battles and outsmarting his opponents. The ice lake thing, really fucking cool. Very cool. Sneaky surprise. There's a lake there, <laughs> and then you should break the ice. That's sick. <laughs> um, so you get some like some of that and you see it, but you don't really get enough of it. And then you get a love angle and this whole story of him meeting his wife and then having to divorce her because she couldn't give him a baby yeah and then it not even mattering at the end what happened to that fucking baby i don't know died of tuberculosis did he yeah but they just just like just totally grow out glossed yeah. over her kids also glossed over until the very end where i was like who is this yeah he was like oh your mom and i was like oh they're still where have they been yeah, yeah. <laughs> you just never see them they're like the second half of the movie yeah like, they're introduced when he, like, hooks up with her for the first time. Mm-hmm. Disappear until she's dead. Pretty much. I mean, yeah. they might have been in the background of a few shots, but I didn't know. I don't think so. Were. I Maybe the party scenes, they were hiding in a corner. Yeah. But I don't. I genuinely don't think so. 
they didn't want to cast all the people to play all their different ages because you kind of jump around time in this. Yeah, you do a little bit. It's like five years and then five years and then five years. So I don't know. Probably would have been a lot of work. But it's just, it's not a coherent story. And while I think there are good elements to each part of the stories, it does not work as one individual movie. No. You don't get enough of either, so you're just stuck somewhere in between, which is like the worst thing possible. It's like a football team. You don't want to be stuck in between. Yeah. You want to be really good or really bad. Fucking sucks being in the middle. Yeah, but your Saints are in the middle, and they still might make the playoffs. We are. Yeah. Well, I just sucks. It's very fitting. Uh, Big Cat, Barstool Big Cat, does his uh, football rankings every week. Mm-hmm. This week, both the Saints and the Chargers are the only two teams in their sick of their shit tier. Mm-hmm. It pisses me off because yeah. if we just traded places, we'd probably have a better record than you guys. Maybe, maybe not. What is it like? Another tangent here. Mm-hmm. Talk about being stuck in between. I don't think I've ever rooted for a team that. Well, maybe some older charger playoff teams i've never had a playoff team that like i inherently know has absolutely no chance because dodgers are always pretty good and baseball is such a crapshoot anyways yeah and then last year the chargers didn't have the best record but they had justin herbert so i could talk myself into you know if justin herbert gets hot <laughs> what is it like rooting for like a team that is probably going to make the playoffs maybe i don't know the falcons looking pretty good yeah uh, truthfully all it is is it's like you're playing with the house Money. House money. Mm-hmm. It's like whatever happens. I'm just. I'm just happy to be here. You get a playoff win. You feeling great? Yeah. How we're, far we're do they like have to the get? Inevitable underdogs throughout the whole playoffs. How far would they have to get for you to be like, damn, they could win the Super Bowl, hosting the Lombardi? You no, know, for <laughs> real. Like even if we made it there, like how the fuck did Derek Carr lead this team here? <laughs> it, it'd have to be Jameis. Yeah, it would. It would, no way Derek could. Jameis would just have to go on a heater of like four weeks. Nick Foles. He would have to be Nick Foles. I don't want to wish injury on anyone, but. Is your best case scenario? Uh, I don't want to say this weekend, but best case scenario leading into the game we're seeing in person, Saints winning, but Derek Carr getting injured and Jameis stepping up, and you get to see Jameis starting. Yeah, a hundred percent. That'd be a dream come true. <laughs> I want to watch that man play in real life. See the clip of him rapping at Derek Carr while he was just sitting on the bench. No. Oh, I gotta show you that after the podcast. I love a good ridiculous Jameis <laughs> moments highlight tape. It might be the best one. It's it's so he's just a fucking national treasure. Would you give this national treasure of a movie for plot slash story? So, giving it credit for what they were trying to do with the individual ones, but then taking away a lot of credit for it not being coherent, I ended with the 7 out of 20. I Mm. didn't like this story. I thought the pacing was shit. I think there were elements that could have led to a Mm. very entertaining, good biopic, but it just did not come together. Pacing was very bad. It was awful. Very up and down, rubber bandy. Never really got into its groove. No, There's no rhythm to it. I'm fine with with it. not only am I fine. I love a good intertwine like intertwined story. Mm-hmm. I love it. Mm-hmm. Here we go again, Oppenheimer. <laughs> I Make love it. Three. But like this one just does it in the worst possible way. Yeah, I I don't know what kind of movie, and this is like a biting off more than you can chew kind of thing. You you know about Napoleon? I feel like the whole. Uh, ethos of the movie the whole soul of the movie is based off that final quote we got about him his last words like i said france war whatever josephine and so ridley scott very much was trying to make josephine a key part of this and she was a key part of his life and like life is complex and life isn't linear and life life doesn't have great pacing all the time hold on jay the movie lied why is that his last words weren't those three words that's i thought i read on wikipedia that it was france the army the head of the army, Josephine. Well, so he still said it. 
he just he misquoted him in quotations. Said his last words were, and then put up three words that just weren't. That yeah, wasn't. I thought he said France something Josephine. France. One other thing, Josephine. He says France, comma the army, comma the head of the army, comma Josephine. He just aggressively misquotes this man in his own biopic. Well, as we know, Ridley Scott doesn't care about being totally historically accurate, which is the point I wanted to make is if you're going on this tangent, you're standing your ground. I'm not going to be 100 percent historically accurate. I'm going to do cool things like shoot the pyramids because it's just a metaphor that he took over Egypt. And Mm -hmm. I'm going to do this. Then maybe like don't follow the Josephine angle as much as you did. Like, I, I don't know, like. Because I feel like Ridley Scott, if you if we were to get him in a room and give him this feedback and like, hey, it felt like two different things. Like at some parts, it's like, oh, my God, this is like a deep character dive into Napoleon and all his stuff. But then at other times, it's like his marriage and, you know, all that. And if we were to bring that up, he would say, well, this is what happened in his life, you know, so I have to tell it. And it's like, well, you didn't commit to anything else being his totally historically yeah. accurate. So, like, commit one way or the other. And there's still a way to do this right. Like, you still could have done some war stuff some josephine stuff and had it be cohesive i'm not saying like it's impossible to do that but the way it was done just felt like incomplete and honestly which is a wild thing for a two hour and 45 minute movie well honestly my biggest problem with it and the reason i feel like it's incomplete is i don't feel like there's like a story or like a plot here i literally feel like it's like event 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 movie ends you know what i mean like we don't get to see in like the whole reason oppenheimer's so good make it four <laughs> you see that internal battle he has and you see the scenes you know with the the flesh and everything and the reason air is so good is you get the cultural references and you get the suspense built up and mm-hmm. you get there's a climax there's all a of l- that like yeah this napoleon movie it's just like a historical retelling of everything that happened that's not totally accurate and it never dives deeper it never it like it pretends like it's going to with the josephine angle that's what it's meant to be yeah but it never quite does that and that's what i really didn't like about this plot slash story is it didn't feel like it was plot slash story it felt like it was just like event 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 with nothing to it i gave it a four yeah (laughs) shit (laughs) i know i just i wish there was some sort of i'm not saying you have to change napoleon's character and from who he was but there was like they teetered with it and they like would dabble my toes into it and like about like the, the the complexities of the character and yeah there were some scenes where it was really interesting where you know it was him and his and josephine talking and he kept saying how powerful and stuff he was and then she would counter be like you're nothing without me and he would say back to her and it's like okay we're diving into this dynamic a little bit more and it just never quite got there maybe the right movie here is if the movie was called josephine and it was like the priscilla oh. elvis movie is priscilla i don't remember no, off the top of my head um, and it's told from her perspective or something like that. But from this point of view and everything, like you sold it as this big grandeur war movie, you tried making it this like love story and neither ever found its footing. Yeah, no, I don't, I don't disagree. I think truthfully, I give biopics a little bit more leeway with the storytelling because it's like, if it, life is events, 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 events like that is, mm-hmm. but good storytellers find a way to make a big climactic moment with just life events, 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 events. Oppenheimer. <laughs> um, and, and I think that like you, you could have done like this internal struggle with him of, of wanting to be at home and having this love for Josephine and that dynamic and everything, but also feeling like he has to, to serve his country and lead this country. And we could have seen more of that like internal conflict of him having to choose a side 
to where like the big climactic moment is him like divorcing his wife like fuck you I have to do what I have to do mm-hmm. for my country and choosing that side. Mm-hmm. That's not what we get. Like it isn't mm-hmm. this big moment. And that could have been a huge moment in the movie of him like hey, I don't care about this. I'm going to do what I have to do to be the best leader possible despite what I want and like pushing her away so he can fucking go and and do what he needs to do. Like that would have made for such a better story than what we got. Yeah, I mean, the climax, I think, of the film was supposed to be when he finally loses the Battle of Waterloo uh, to the Duke of Wellington. And the climax probably should have been the divorce, just like you just said, just based on the movie that they were telling. Yeah, and then, I mean, but they still had so much movie after that, but Oppenheimer had a lot of stuff after its climax, and yeah. it still was great. So, yeah. Yeah. Well, and that's the thing, is that I think if you're telling just the war side of this, the Battle of Waterloo is the climax, 100%. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. But we don't get a climax to the love plot line. Mm-mm. Like, they get together, they're trying for a kid, they get divorced, he's still in love with her, he still sees her, she dies. Like, he has a kid with someone else? Yeah, like, I, I don't know. Like, there's nothing that builds up that storyline. To whereas, if you make something, this internal struggle between these two stories that you're telling, make the climax when he chooses what path he has to go on when the roads intersect and, and he has to choose. Mm-hmm. But he does. They don't do that, and that just creates for an entirely useless side plot that doesn't doesn't exist to further the other plot. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like a good movie, if you have two timelines, two stories going on at the same time, like they feed off one another and make the other one better and make the other one more impactful and dramatic. This never this never does that. They, it's almost like completely separate events. Yeah. It's like the love story was told from Josephine's perspective, so you don't see any of like the Napoleon wanting to be back and forth. And then the war is from Napoleon, so you don't see any of the Josephine without him. Mm-hmm. And it's just separate. Yeah. I hate it. <laughs> it's frustrating. Because I do think that either one of those could have been done very well. Maybe even the way they did this could have been done well if it was just some tweaks. I don't know. I'm not a filmmaker, but um, yeah, I, I, I don't know. Also, the R rating. I don't know. I feel like we could have made this movie PG thirteen very easily. Well, then they can't. They couldn't have done the dirty. Yes, they could have. As not maybe not as violently as they did. You don't see anything. If it's R rating, like just. I don't know how the MPAA rate rates uh quick doggy doggy yeah <laughs> <laughs> rapid fire back shots. <laughs> I don't know, but even that like it's played as like a like a joke. Like it's just stupid. Like you could find a way to do a PG thirteen stupid sex joke. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like you can. I'll also say, this might go. This doesn't really go in characters. I'm talking about the characters, though. I think the more of the story. I don't know. There's just so many people in this movie, and it doesn't do a good job of like making any of them uh, memorable. memorable. Yeah. So like throughout the movie, like people just keep popping up, and I'm like, who is this? Mm-hmm. I don't know who this is. Well, I do think part of the issue was is like their their little subtitles. It's like you'd maybe get a name, but then the description was in ridiculous cursive that I had no idea what the <laughs> fuck it said. So I didn't know who it was, how he was connected. Fair. It didn't help. Fair. I'm also looking at the tagline on the poster. He came from nothing. He conquered everything. You don't get any of his. his... Coming from nothing. Yeah. You see none of it. He already starts and he's like 10 minutes into the film. He's like, hey, I should get a promotion. And they're mm-hmm. like, you're right. Yeah, I don't know what he came from. I didn't know he was born on the island of Corsica and descended from Italian nobility. I didn't know he was resentful of the French monarchy and supported the French Revolution in 1789. He's Italian? 
Well, Corsica is an island off the coast of Italy, but I believe it's French owned. Well, it's it's in the Mediterranean Sea, um, so I think it'll it, like Italian heritage people go there. You know, mm, okay, okay. But it's French land. Yeah, it's like perfectly he's an, he's between an Italian, France and Italy. He's an Italian French, Italian like a like a Mexican American. He's an Italian Frenchman. Got it. Mm-hmm. That's a great way to explain that to me. Thank you. Also, I was reading about his uh, just life uh, on Wikipedia, and Josephine was apparently the. Oh gosh, I want to get this right. Now I can't find Josephine. Josephine, where are you? Where are you? Josephine de Bohoma, I found her. She was the, let me get this right. At one point, she was, oh my God, this is great radio tie. <laughs> I don't know where you're going with this. I'm pretty stupid. Sometimes you just realize you're stupid and you read something. It just hits you. She was like the fucking queen of Italy or something like that at one point. Queen of France? Yeah. <laughs> no, some no, with you Italy. That. Yeah. No, some with Italy. <laughs> she was Empress of the French. Empress. Oh, that's right. Um, it does not say. Oh yeah, as Napoleon's consort, she was also the queen of Italy from 26th of May 1805 until the 1810 annulment. How does that happen? The French own Italy? Well, they like conquered it. I don't know. I wish they described that more in the movie instead of just completely glossing over that he like completely conquered the whole country of Italy. Do we ever see him in Italy? No, I they need just... him firing a cannon at a pizza shop. It's just throwaway lines. It was during the House of Bonaparte. Bombing. The House of Bonaparte is a formal imperial and royal European dynasty of Corsica origin. Um, formed the Imperial House of France, and I guess they owned. Yeah, they were. They served as the imperial family of French, Italy, Spain, Holland, Naples, Westphalia, Elba, Andorra, Berg, the Principality of Lucca, and Piombiemo. We get none of that. No. Yet yeah, titles, Napoleon. Titles. He was the Emperor of the French. He was the King of Italy, the King of Spain, the King of Holland, the King of Naples and Sicily, and the King of all those places I just see it talked about. Did you know that watching this movie? No, you don't get any of that. You just get like throwaway lines that he had a bunch of different soldiers from those countries. Yeah, but I thought it was just like an alliance. And yeah. they were just like, hey, this guy's going to lead you. Stupid. That was like an all star game kind of deal. <laughs> Just like this is your coach for the weekend. Oh jeez. Key elements tie. I gave it an eight. I'm gonna rip it off right away. The war uh, scenes, while they were cool when they happened, wasn't enough of them. The emotion, while they tried to get it there, it wasn't enough for me. I never felt any peak of emotion in this film. Never any peak of excitement. Never any peak of oh that was cool. I will say I got a little sad when I saw the horse get blown up and they did do some gory things. That's what the R rating was for. Like the four times they did really gory things. Which they what? probably didn't even need. I'm like, which four? Because the only one I can well, there's the head getting cut off in the beginning. Okay, don't need it. The horse got hit with a cannonball. Yeah, I remember that one. And, and then I believe there was another time someone got stabbed or something. It was kind of gory. So three. I remember three times going, ugh. It's a wasted R rating, in my opinion. Yeah, I lean into it. If you want to go that route, lean into it. Go Silent Night on me. Violent Night, whatever that movie was called. Yeah, Violent Night. Um, film. I don't know. I mean, I, it was historical. So that gives it some credit. And like I said, the war scenes were cool when they happened. Yeah. They just didn't happen enough. I landed at an eight. A little bit more credit than you. I think the historical setting, which maybe we'll get into a little in the next piece, done well. And then I'm giving it maybe like a a passing grade on the love story and action scenes. Finished mm-hmm. with a 12 out of 20. So I get my score there. 
Like, I do think some of the, war, like, the snowy war scene, that was fucking cool. It was. I like that. I wanted more of that. Mm-hmm. I think the love story, like, there was moments of, like, the weird shit going on and you seeing that dynamic and everything. Mm-hmm. You don't get enough of it, though. So, I mean, it's, again, I think if you focus on both, both could have been done very well, but there's just no focus in this movie. No. Does Ridley Scott have ADHD? He's really old. That was late onset ADHD. Or he's just old. Yeah. I mean, there is that. <laughs> um, I don't know, man. He's made such great films. I don't get it. Well, that's the thing, though, is, like, you look at his history, and, like, he's he makes good films, and then he goes on a run of shit. And then yeah. he makes good films, and then he goes on a run of shit. Yeah, he is kind of hit or miss, huh? Yeah, because he's got, like, a lot of very, very well-known, well-respected movies, and then he also just has a whole bunch of shit that, like, people have forgotten about now at this point, but just are not well-received, and who cares? Yeah. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Save big on your Memorial Day barbecue, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson Natural Boneless Chicken Breasts for two forty nine dollars a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today, or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. So, like, I do think at his peak when everything comes together for him, absolutely. But with that being said, like, I think he does do a lot of stuff that people don't enjoy. I think it's just Martian carrying it for me. I'll be honest with you. Yeah, well, I mean, Martian's good. I love Martian. One of my Um, favorite movies ever. You go, like, Gladiator. I know it gets a lot of love. I've never seen it, but I'm sure that would be a movie. I've never seen it either. Yeah, I don't know. It's kind of like uh, sacrilegious to never see Gladiator yeah. as a movie podcast. Yeah. There's a lot of those movies that we haven't seen, though, which we definitely probably should have. But then you go back and he Fair. like Blade Runner. I know people give a lot of love to. And then he also has Alien, which like those are some of like the movies when you talk about movies. Yeah. But then he just does shit. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So I don't know. He's like the guy with a career like 480 ERA. Who threw like four no hitters? Okay, mm. this guy who's just like not a great pitcher overall, but some nights it's just his fucking night and he can't. Jared touch Weaver, him. whoa man, one no hitter, but shit. Otherwise, nah, Jared Weaver's pretty good. Top three Cy Young finish, Irvin Santana. Yeah, that's a good comp. <laughs> Fuck yeah, he's Irvin Santana. Irvin Santana, two time All Star. Yeah, career four eleven ERA, yeah. threw a no hitter. Yes, he did. We were in Vegas as young little kids then when that happened. Did he throw two? He threw one with the Angels. I just remember we were in Vegas, and you were hyped. Yeah, it was incredible. Very hyped. No, he only threw one. Sorry to say, Ty. Oh, no, wait a minute. First career no-hitter implies second career (laughs) no-hitter. No, it doesn't. (laughs) 
It shouldn't know. be that hard to research. Oh, this is showing me Johan Santana. <laughs> yeah, I think it's just one. <laughs> oh man, um, visual cinematography. Look, I'll, I'll like. It wasn't as good as I thought it was going to be, just because I thought it was going to be this like big epic, big, big war epic, with amazing war scenes and hand to hand combat, and that's what the trailer sell it as. Yeah, and little do you know. Pretty much all of the battle scenes, except the last one, were in the trailer. Yeah, 100%. Every single one. Yeah. Well, maybe not the first one. I don't know. Maybe the the first one probably made one of the trailers. They were cool when they happened. Uh, There's obviously a lot of attention to detail in this. It's a freaking $200 million movie, so it better look half decent. The sound was... $200 million? 130 to $200 million. Such a big range, but... um, Dude, there's like no showings of this movie, too. Right now, I don't know how they're going to make their money back. They're not. It's only made $83 million so far. Yikes. Um, yeah, not great. I gave it a 16 out of 20. Uh, I still liked... I mean, all things considered, if I'm judging it based on my preconceived thoughts, it'd be lower. But on a fair, even scale, I think it's a 16. There's artistic intent here, and the war scenes look good. It could have looked so much better, and it could have reached that upper echelon. echelon ec- it could have reached that upper tier, and it just didn't. Yeah, I I think that there are some really bitchin' scenes and some stuff that looks really good in this movie. Like, a couple of the battles look pretty awesome at times. Like, when mm-hmm. the, the first one where they blow up the one boat in the water and it just, like, hits an explosive on the boat or something. Just lights up the whole fucking sky and everything. Yeah. Looks awesome. A uh, couple of silhouette shots. A couple of really cool things that, like, that just works for me. Attention to detail with the setting and the historical... Um, I don't know, like surroundings and everything setting. Yeah. Well, <laughs> I think, I, yeah, that's fair. <laughs> um, I, I do think it looks really good, but again, there is, it could have been a 20. Like it could have, it's not, it's a 17 still looks really good though. I wouldn't just say it could have been a 20. Should. I would say it should have been, yeah, a 20. should have been 20. How about that? You're right. This budget, this pro- uh, director who has made wonderful fucking looking films. Mm-hmm. This actor, which doesn't really have much to do with cinematography, but this actor, yeah, he's in some cinematic stuff. Yes, he is. Joker 2 coming out next year, I think. Don't quote me on that, but I think. Sounds right. Strike? Strike delay, maybe? 2025 early? Stupid strike. I think they knew the whole time when they were coming back. I don't. I don't think that's how strikes work. I, I'm just saying John Cena's scheduled WWE appearances so happen to end right before the strike ended like they announced all the days he was going to be there his last announced date was literally the last show wwe had before the strike ended john cena is the one giving it away john cena announced that uh osama bin laden was killed before the president so he does have insight i don't know about it before the president yes. he just announced it to the extreme rules crowd john cena announced that osama bin laden was terminated before a presidential address making it national news Terminated to a uh, terminated to a permanent extent. Yeah, I believe it's the the words. What an American, John Cena. What a guy. Maybe he should have been in this. Maybe he made the movie better. I think we need to start. You know how Adam Sandler got the uncut gems like Oscar buzz. Everyone's like, oh my god. We need to get John Cena in a really serious movie, Oscar buzz. You think he can do it? No. <laughs> <laughs> I love the man, but no, I don't. Poor guy, it's, which is weird because he's so serious in real life. Yeah, I, I don't. 
I'm trying to find it. I know he announced it before Obama did. How did everyone know about it then if Obama didn't announce it yet? That's the thing is no one knew about it. John Cena announced it. No. The world did not find out through John Cena. No. But he did announce it first. Well, the news stations had already picked it up, and then, you know, it got in his ear, and then he announced it. Yeah, maybe the presidential address wasn't for a few hours. Dude, this is going to piss me off, and I can't do the research right now. It's John Cena or somebody announced it shockingly early. <laughs> John Cena definitely announced it. Uh, characters. Look, Joaquin Phoenix is just a really good actor, and there's almost like a baseline score of like a 13 in any movie he's going to be in. Even his worst performance, I feel like, is a 13. Um, I, th- I wouldn't say this was his best performance, but I thought he fit the role pretty well, all things considered. I thought he played a convincing Napoleon. I, I can't think of an actor that would have played it in a better way. Um, I thought the subtleties of the stuff he did, like I thought he was relatively enjoyable in this. I also thought the Josephine character or the, the actor behind Joseph, the Josephine character. Also, I thought she did quite well. I thought she was a pretty solid actress and she was convincing Vanessa Kirby. Um, do, you, do you know the last thing that we've seen Vanessa Kirby in without looking? No. Mission Impossible Dead Reckoning, baby. Two for two. Well, no, this movie sucks, actually, but everyone she else. Does great. Whatever. Everyone else is just kind of like. In the film? Yeah, there's not really anything else. Excuse me. I, I thought the acting was pretty dang good in this, but I go back on, like, there's no character arc. There's no. Yeah deeperness yep and you're you're driven by two people who are good actors but still failed to connect with the audience whether it's their fault the writing's fault the directing's fault the characters still fail to connect with the audience in my opinion the good acting holds it up to a 14 out of 20 for me okay yeah i i agree and i think that it's it's such a waste especially joaquin phoenix because we've seen him play these fucked up characters who like yeah. are are maniacal and tortured? Yeah, tortured. Fuck mm-hmm. yeah. Should they cast Jared Leto as Napoleon? No, he would have taken over Europe. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> he would have just won. Yeah, he would have yeah. method acted his way yeah. into taking over Europe. <laughs> <laughs> like would have been broadcast on every network because by the time the movie came out, mm-hmm. he's world leader. Yeah, he would have. In in well, by then, by the time the movie came out, he would have isolated himself onto that island he would have self oh self okay. you know he'd be like i need to finish this character arc yeah. how can i ever play napoleon if i don't know what he felt like going to that island does make great music though does he 30 seconds to mars a couple great songs can't name you one song are they the black parade nope that's my, my chemical, chemical romance yeah you can't knew the an- you single. knew the answer to that <laughs> oh, well it came to me after i said it okay can't tell you a single 30 seconds to mars song um you know him if you hear him I don't like Jared Leto, Ty, so please don't try to sell me on Jared Leto. No, I, If Jared Leto was in this film, characters would have got a four. I'll this, say it. Jared Leto's a weird situation of me of separating the art and the art from the artist. I, what does that mean? I separate his music from his movies mm. and him. Mm. It's like three separate separations. Hey, but he won an Oscar. Don't forget. Oscar winning Jared Leto. What score did you give at 14? Yeah. I'm one point lower than you. I'm at a 13. I think that this is, this is wasted great potential in this film. I think Joaquin Phoenix could have given such a better fucking performance, and I don't, I don't blame him because I don't know where he could have showed this performance in this film. There's yeah. no scenes to act your ass off. Not really, no. Like there's no big fucking character moments. Again, it's just event, 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 event. His big character moment was yapping like a dog at his wife. Yes, yes, it was. 
and doing the fastest back shots in cinema <laughs> history. <laughs> I also, uh, I did some research about Napoleon. When his wife had that affair, he was having an affair at the same time. Oh, but Egypt. they don't show that in this movie. They, it was, there was a throwaway line. Well, he she, said yes, and I like, oh, well, did you sleep with other people? Yeah. I thought he lied. I thought it was like a, yeah, I totally was no, too. No, he had an affair in Egypt, and the lady he was having an affair with was known as uh, Napoleon's Cleopatra. Wow. Yeah. That's a fucking title. So, just totally gloss over that, though. Yeah. In this movie, you're trying to dive into the marriage. Well, that, that even pisses me off more, because like the whole point of that line, I thought, was like his inferiority in like a... He was just pretending to have had marital affairs like his wife because it's like, yeah, I could do what I want too. But that's not even that's not even what happened. He just actually did, and we just didn't see that. Glossed right over it. God damn it, Ridley Scott. Mm-hmm. Pick and work. choose. Like I feel like he pick and choose the wrong things to include in this movie. Yeah. Really fucked this up. Yeah. Really fucked this up. Which leads us to our next category, I think. How much did you enjoy this film, Jay? I'm not really recommending it to everyone. I don't know if I want to rewatch it either. Mm-hmm. And I'm definitely disappointed by it. Don't get me wrong. Definitely disappointed. But what did you give it? <laughs> so I will not recommend this to anyone. Like if there is somebody who I know likes these type of movies, I'm going to recommend a hundred different movies before this. Oppenheimer. I didn't want to bring it up again, but yes. <laughs> like, there is, even people who don't like these type of movies, I'm not recommending this movie. People who do like these movies, I'm recommending other movies before this one. The yeah. pacing sucked. I was fighting sleep the whole fucking time because it was so boring at Riley fell asleep. Yeah, I don't blame her. <laughs> like, I, I did not really enjoy this movie one bit. It's getting the, I respect a good setting and the work that went into making this look the way it did kind of points as someone who's, who's viewing it that way and knowing I'm doing a scale. So I, I finished with the six out of 20. I did not enjoy this film one bit. I, hurt my neck. I think, I think it looked good. I respect some of the technical things that happened on it. And I enjoy that aspect of it. Um, there seemed like there was an attempt at comedic moments that just kind of weren't they're just out of I did laugh once. Weird. I can't tell you what it was about, but I did laugh once. So when they're they're trying, it's probably to kill when he yelped me. like a dog. Yeah, that. <laughs> like there was just weird shit like that sprinkled in. That's like why why is this happening? That's not what this movie is. Before I get uh, give you my enjoyment score, can you please add Napoleon yelping like a dog at his wife to our funny God, movie scene? God damn it, Jason! <laughs> Thank you for reminding me that this exists. <laughs> Uh, we probably like, we always forget it exists, and there's probably we miss scenes every movie we watch. Zero percent chance. I'll give you a hundred dollars right now if you can remember the last movie that we put something um, in this on well, this list. I, from. I lost my sh- my sheets no longer in order of my, of when we did the scales, so I got to go to our schedule. Is our schedule a sheet or is it a doc? Doc. Okay, hold on. Let me go to my let me go to the schedule. Let me look at the movies. I know we about two months ago had this exact conversation, and like I was like, "Oh, we need to add that," and we're like, "Oh, we haven't done it in a while." But then we added it. I don't know where our schedule is. Jesus, that was owned by anyone, not owned by me. Let me do that because I'm pretty sure you're the one. That it's owns within it. the lines podcast schedule. It's the easiest name to look up. I don't have it. <laughs> I don't know where I it is. I'm 100 percent sure it's shared with you. Shared with Ichiridis? Yeah, you're an editor on it. Really? Yes, yes, very much so. 
And it's a doc. It's it is a doc. It's no, it's a sheet. I'm so sorry. <laughs> I found it. That's my bad. I found it. Uh, the last movie that we said had a funny, Where ridiculous movie Wayne's scene. Right here. Absurd. I apologize. The list is absurd movie scenes. Twenty twenty three. What the hell was the burial? Did we actually watch that? The burial. That might have been the week we took off because we were busy and we just said, let's just wait for Killers of the Flower Moon. Yeah, no, 100%. We didn't watch that I think that you shit. watched that movie and I said, eh, let's just take this week off. What is this movie? The Jamie Foxx courthouse movie. Oh, fucking it. God, How was it? The movie was stupid. I would have nothing. I would have just been like, it was really boring. Movie over. I hate that I had to watch that. Totally killer? Was there a totally killer scene? That I think feels there like- should have been, but we didn't. Mm. Then what was it? You're going to go back all the way to June 14th for Transformers Rise of the Beasts. We mentioned one, and we must not have written it down. But it's the scene where uh, Anthony Ramos holds Optimus Prime up, right? Yes, from the wind. (laughs) Yeah, the human holds the Transformer from blowing away. That might be the favorite. That might be the betting favorite. The Napoleon one, it's not like it doesn't make sense. It's just funny. (laughs) That's fantastic. But, I mean, the list is just absurd. Should we go over the list as we're getting to the year end here? Yeah, let's do it. Actually, no, let's save it. Let's save it for the end of the year. We're going to forget, but we need to try and remember. We'll do. We'll have it be part of a podcast to start 2024 to end 2023. Okay. And hopefully you remember. Uh, yeah. I, I was back and forth between two numbers on this, and then I looked at old enjoyment scores, which I tend to do to give myself a gauge. And it helped me land on the same enjoyment I gave Killers of the Flower Moon. Uh, I respected Killers of the Flower Moon more. I maybe enjoyed this this a little bit more only because it wasn't as long like it was an hour shorter <laughs> you know what i mean like was i think it? i actually enjoyed killers of the flower moon a little was bit killers more of the flower moon three and a half hours three and a half hours god damn that's ridiculous so i gave it an eight out of 20 i gave it the same score i gave killers of the flower moon i respect some of it disappointed eight out of 20 giving me a final score tie i don't know if i've ever given this score i'm sure i have we've done over 200 movies i have 50 Oh, smack dab dead center, which is not what I expected this movie to get. No, that's really disappointing. Truthfully, Um, I have given this exact score fairly recently. I gave this the exact same score as the Marvels. Actually, I landed Mm. on a 55 out of 100, giving us a combined score of 52 and a half, making Napoleon the 166th ranked movie out of 207 films we have reviewed. It is with the likes of sucks. The Velocipaster. Mm. And it's the exact same score as the Velocipaster and Blue Beetle. That's not good company. No. And it's right next to Tomorrow War, which is very nice. It's below Tomorrow War. We watched that the other day. Holds up so fucking good. It's so fun, Jay. You had time to watch a movie. You could have watched any of my suggestions. You could have watched a show I suggested. No, 100%. And you rewatched the Tomorrow War. Well, here's the thing with that. Victoria was gone, so I was like, I can't start a show. So your guilty pleasure. What's a Tyler movie that I can throw on? The Tomorrow War. And it's so fucking fun. It's such a fun movie. I got like three quarters of the way through it. I didn't get to finish it, and it's really heartbreaking. But such a fun fucking movie. Just an awesome premise. Cool aliens. I did watch it on my bad CGI TV. You gotta re- you gotta give it another chance. Which I rewatched Hunger Games one on the bad CGI TV, and let me tell you, it looked really bad. Um, gotta figure that out. Fifty. Wow. Um, yeah. Random AI movie related things because I'm not doing a synopsis today. Hit me. I told ChatGPT. Also, I don't know if we talked about it on the podcast. The OpenAI AI CEO. I know we talked about it. He's back. Oh, they 
Already? The board voted him out. He came back, fired every member of the board. That's just, <laughs> you want to get rid of, he pulled a Napoleon. Yeah. So you're getting rid of me, I'm getting rid of you. Yeah. Um, That's electric. I don't know how he pulled that off, but I literally saw it right after I told you about it last week. I was Not like, enough oh, people back. are talking about that. That's incredible. <laughs> See the thing with Mark Cuban? Yeah, I think I, he's gonna run for president. Yeah, he just maybe like, not twenty twenty four. He but. just sold his team for three billion dollars, but still gets to like do all the perks of owning the team. Yeah, it's incredible. And he quit Shark Tank. That's the biggest. Yeah, news. that's what I'm saying. He quit Shark Tank, yeah. and he. You know what I think he's gonna run for? Governor. Texas governor, twenty twenty six. Okay, gives him some years, flush it out. He'd easily win Texas governor, right? Well, I don't know. People seem to like him, but Texas, I don't. I don't know. I don't know what's going on there. So I told ChatGPT to pick an alive actor to play each of these historical figures in a movie and explain your choice. I like that you had to put a live actor. Mm-hmm. And I think I'm just going to read you its reasoning for each of these characters. And you can also use the looks as another. Yeah, 100%. Uh, and I'll say, I don't know, three out of five, four out of five. We'll just see how many you get. Tied. I don't think I'm going to pass this uh, today, but I'm excited to try. Number one, Genghis Khan. Genghis Khan. The old... Ruler of Asia from way back in the day whose DNA is in, like, billions of people nowadays because he went around doing things back in the 1200s. Genghis Khan. Who would play Genghis Khan, Ty? I thought you were going to give me reasons. I am. Oh, my God. Actor name okay. would be a fitting choice to portray Genghis Khan. Okay. Does this man have, like, That's off-screen? That's this old. That's not it, no. His physical presence, as seen in roles like, I can't tell you. Redacted, yeah, that's fine. Aligns well with the powerful and imposing image associated with Genghis Khan. Mm. So someone who has a physical presence based on roles he has played. And maybe looks like Genghis Khan a little bit. I don't know. Um, My guess immediately what falls to mind is uh, Jason Momoa. Mm. He's, He's played someone terrifying in Game of Thrones. He's fucking jacked. I think, he, I think he basically plays Game of Thrones Genghis Khan. Well, Ty, that's one of one. Let's go. <laughs> it says, as seen in roles like Cal Drago. Yep. In Game of Thrones. That's literally it's just Game of Thrones Genghis and Khan. And Aquaman. Number two, John F. Kennedy. Oh. Person. Is this, hold on, is this in the sequel to Oppenheimer? <laughs> what do you mean? Because <laughs> they drop, they name drop him. They're like, Kennedy, Robert, or John, John oh. Kennedy. Maybe. That's the sequel to Oppenheimer. I wouldn't mind a Christopher Nolan movie about the John F. Kennedy rise and assassination. Yeah. little espionage type thing with the CIA killing him. Because they definitely did that. And and the way Nolan will do it is the whole movie will be through JFK's life flashing before his eyes right before he gets shot. Oh. Do we know How who killed him? How have we never him? got like a JFK movie? I don't know. Maybe it was. Uh, I mean, the guy got arrested, but. Patton Oswalt? No, Patton Oswalt's the guy oh, who no. wins Emmy. That's a good guy. <laughs> Patton Oswalt. Don't do that to him. Um, apparently, the JFK murderer is... Uh, I don't know. It depends what you Roy, believe. Roy Oswalt? Lee Harvey Oswald. Okay. Lee Harvey Oswald. But you yeah. know what? What you believe with JFK, I view it as religion. You believe what you want to believe. I'm not going to... What do you believe religiously? Um, I don't know. They definitely killed him. I haven't done the research. I'll be they honest. They definitely killed him. Connor showed me the slow mo of him getting shot in high school, though. I remember. Yeah. Never forget it. it was just saw it, it. The the anniversary of it was a couple mm-hmm. days ago. Just saw it on my Twitter. Actor name could bring the charisma and youthful charm needed to portray John F. Kennedy. Oh, so he's younger. 
His acting skills, combined with his handsome appearance, make him a suitable choice to capture the essence of the charismatic former president. Mm. Now, hold on. I got to look up. I just got to look up this guy's name. Mm-hmm. Um, but here's my issue. Is the person who comes to mind is already in the Nolan universe. Cinematic universe? Yeah, with Oppenheimer. Are you Are you thinking who I'm thinking you're thinking? <laughs> who? who are you thinking? I was thinking Alden uh, Eric and Ekrin. Oh, I thought you were going to say Josh Peck. <laughs> oh, no. God, no. <laughs> Who are you saying? Alden Ek- Ehrenreich. Ehrenreich. Han Solo, dude. Mm. He was also in Cocaine Bear. Mm-hmm. I feel like he could pull a good J- JFK, maybe. I don't know. I don't. I have no fucking guess for this one. So is that your guess? Um, I don't know who else. I feel like a Chris Evans. Chris Evans done up in a suit, but he's like, I don't Might know. be too buff. Yeah. Too old now. 42. Really? Mm-hmm. Wow. Who what if I gave you an age? charm of JFK? Let me give you an age for this actor. Timothy 29. Chalamet as a young JFK? 29. 29-year-old. Mm-hmm. Sebastian Stan, final answer. Mm, no. no. He idea. did get cast to play a young Donald Trump, though, in Apprentice. I saw that. Yeah. Ansel Elgort from Fault in Our Stars and Baby Driver. Oh, he's – all jokes aside, he actually does have sexual assault allegations. So I wouldn't uh, cast him, but I guess if OpenAI doesn't care about that. I don't think it knows of any allegations. Um, I think so it we'll does. move on. No, I think it does know. Cancel the AI. <laughs> so it doesn't come for our jobs. Uh, number three, Amelia Earhart. Do you know who Amelia Earhart is? Plain lady. <laughs> Correct. Yeah. Plain lady. Did she crash? No. Well, I don't know. I just knew she flew across the Atlantic or something No, I'm like pretty that. sure she her plane disappeared. She never made it across the Atlantic. No, she definitely made it across the Atlantic, Tyler. But then crashed? Your childhood street was named after her. You ever think about that? Amelia Earhart? No. no you're, that's you, the street you, over. <laughs> shit. <laughs> oh, shit. She did disappear over the Pacific yeah, Ocean. I told you. <laughs> really? That's like her one thing is she was just like, hey, a woman knows how to fly a plane, and then she dies. I'm pretty she okay, but she did go across the Atlantic. She did do it all like she completed the trip. Nineteen twenty eight, she went across the Atlantic. Okay. She disappeared over the Pacific in nineteen thirty seven. I will give her more credit then than I've been giving her. <laughs> That's my bad. Because I thought she was famous for not completing a voyage across the Atlantic. <laughs> um, I like how it still says disappeared. They're not ruling out the fact that she might be alive. What year did this happen? Nineteen thirty seven, she was thirty nine. 1937. She's dead. Yeah, she'd be like 102. Yeah. No, she's very or, dead. No, 125. Yeah. Um, actor, actress would be a great fit to play Amelia Earhart. Actress has already portrayed a pioneering woman in her role as blank, blank, in blank, blank, blank. Blank, 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 blank. Number of blanks in a matter. Okay. And her talent and range could, could, could convey the adventurous spirit and determination of the famous aviator. Hmm. I'll tell you, Ty, I didn't know who this was. Okay. Well, I don't think it's this person then, but my mind... So, I'm just kind of looking at a picture of Amelia Earhart. Mm-hmm. My mind, look at her. I think uh, Sylvie from Loki, Sophia mm. Martino, could play a good Amelia Earhart. She does look kind of yeah. like Sylvie. Yeah. That's a good call. I think she could play a good Amelia Earhart. Um, Danica Patrick, maybe, was what OpenAI did. Danica Patrick, another race car driver. Yeah, well, she's another like uh, 
She would make movies? What? No, but... She makes GoDaddy.com commercials. What the fuck's it called when you're like a trendsetter? She's like a... Trailblazer? Trailblazer. Mm-hmm. On the vehicular world, she could play <laughs> a trailblazer in the aerial world. Okay. But Sofia DiMartino is my guess. Felicity Jones. Felicity Jones. Is Felicity spelled with a P-H or an F? <laughs> an F. Felicity from uh, Rogue One. That was the movie it quoted. Rogue One. I... Okay, yeah. I have seen that her in that movie. Never would have guessed her. One of three. Yeah, I'm not doing great, but I did nail one. Number four. We have five. Okay. George Washington. Hmm. I don't care what the answer is. It's the guy who played him in the SNL skit because it was so funny. I don't know that comedian's name, but he did great. Actor <clears throat> could embody the stoic leadership and heroic qualities associated with George Washington. His experience in portraying character in character, or you know what I mean, yeah, showcases his ability. Oh, to so portray... he portrayed a character in like a biopic that was titled no, the no, no, no. Name. Don't read into that. I just messed up and misspoke. Character mm. in movie entity. Mm, sure, I swear to God. Okay, showcases his ability to portray a strong and principled character. Think about that. A strong and principled character. Principled. I know you're giving me a hint, but I already have my pick. Okay, who is it? Wyatt Russell. Ooh. Wyatt Russell played great George Washington. U.S. agent. Ooh. The problem is you should have went with the OG. Oh, yeah? You should have went with Chris Evans. Oh, Chris (laughs) Evans. Really? No, that's bad. Wyatt Russell, much better George Washington. He's got a square head. Yeah. Yeah. I agree with you, Ty. Yeah. What is, this, is this chat GPT or open AI? I don't remember. Chat, chat GPT, which is powered by open AI. They don't know shit. Would suck as George Washington. Wyatt Russell would be so much better. Yeah. Let's see what it has to say to that, Ty. Wyatt Russell, just he's got the face for it, man. Feels like he could be George Washington for sure. Number five. So I had to run this twice because uh, one of my characters was um, – Lincoln. Lincoln, and then it just said Daniel Day-Lewis because he played Lincoln in the movie Lincoln. Now he, the second Lincoln, Lincoln reference. Mm-hmm. Both, All the other ones gave me the same answer except this one. But I'm going to go with the first one because I like the first one more. And it'll make sense when we get there. Okay. Cleopatra. Gotcha. Actress could bring the right mix of beauty, strength, and intelligence. Where are you shaking my head at Cleopatra. you? Cleopatra. Known for her role as blank. Wonder Woman. Godot. Oh, shit. <laughs> <laughs> actress name has the ability to portray powerful and iconic female characters making her a suitable choice for the legendary egyptian yeah, queen yeah, cleopatra it's gal gadot it's disgusting <laughs> i hate chat gpt it's terrible casting <laughs> the other one uh i mean it, let's see if you can get it uh actress would be a compelling choice blah 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 her regal presence, combined with her acting prowess, as seen in roles like Blank and Blank, could capture the atel- intelligence and allure of the legendary Egyptian queen. I don't know. As soon as you said intelligence, my mind went to like Enola Holmes. Mm. I don't think she would play mm. a good Cleopatra, though. Charlize Theron. Oh, okay. But Gal Gadot was funnier for obvious yeah, reasons. Obviously. You love Gal right Gadot, Fucking chat GPT. Can Gal Gadot do anything to win you over? Like, if she's good in a movie, will you at least admit it? 100%. Snow White with our with our girl. Is she in that? 
Who's going to hate Snow White more at the end of it? The lead actress whose name is escaping me that we talked about last week when we talked about Hunger Games? Yeah, I don't know. Her name. Or you because Gal Gadot's in it. I didn't know she was in it. Yeah, I think she plays the evil. Yeah, she plays the evil queen. Oh, my God. <laughs> it's disgusting. Lead actress, uh, Rachel Zegler. Yeah, who's going to hate Snow White more at the end of this? I you or Rachel Zegler? I might have to like start tweeting or something because me and her are going to get in a beef on who thinks this movie's worse. <laughs> Maybe Rachel Zegler hates Gal Gadot. Oh. She might be our favorite actress if so. Well, at least yours. Yeah. <laughs> I hope there's like some looks on the red carpet that people are like, wait a minute. <laughs> What's going on here? Yeah. <laughs> oh, man. Gal Gadot's got a movie coming out soon. We need to watch it, okay? Let's see for the podcast. What's coming out? Um, Red Notice Two. <laughs> God. Oh, there, there's a Cleopatra movie coming out. <laughs> there we go. We'll watch that one. It'll come full circle. Who's who's starring in it? All so far, just Gal Gadot with Cleopatra <laughs> as Cleopatra. Gal Gadot's gonna be Cleopatra. Yes. ChatGPT's so bad at this. It's directed by Carrie Scogland, who that name sounds familiar. She did. She directed nothing I've heard of. Not a single thing I've heard of. Sorry to say. Yeah. Why does that name sound familiar? She uh, was a writer on Falcon and the Winter Soldier for six episodes. That's wild. I should not know that name. She directed... No. You probably don't know the name. You're probably just... Yeah, maybe not. You're probably thinking of Skarsgård. That is... No, that is what... (laughs) You're right. (laughs) What are we reviewing next week, Ty? Not a Gal Gadot movie, unfortunately. Oh, thank God. Next week, we are reviewing the film. Where are we? Oh, we're going animated, baby. Mm-hmm. We're reviewing Disney Pixar's? Nope. Disney Animated Studios. Disney Animated Studios Wish. Mm-hmm. Starring Ariana DeBose. Yeah. Chris Pine. Chris Pine. That was the one I knew. Alan Tudyk. Now, people are saying that this movie was helped be created by AI because of the song. Potentially. I know that people are dunking on the Chris Pine so- song. So yeah. They sound like it's like AI wrote a Lin-Manuel Miranda song. <laughs> Which, if you listen to it, that's that's right. That's what Riley told me is people are saying it's the Lin-Manuel, Lin-Manuel Miranda-fication was the word that she yeah. used. Um, this movie's also weird because it went back to, it's like 3D animated, but it went back to hand-drawn backgrounds. So I'm I'm interested to see how that's going to look. Yeah. So we'll see. I don't know. I'm not going to – it's not getting great reviews, but I form my own opinion here on Within the Lines, and so do you, Ty. Yes, we do. Can't wait. Go watch it. Is it streaming? No, it's – dude, theaters. Come know. on. Box people, office leader. Is it? I think so. Are people watching this movie? It wasn't Napoleon, I'll tell you that much. Oh, my God. Hunger Games still was in the top of the box office. Yeah. Hunger Games beat Napoleon and Wish. Wish is in third, though, behind yes. Napoleon. No, but, yeah, fucking box office leader. My ass. Last thing before. Last thing I got for you. If I'm not mistaken, you have told me that you're not a big Napoleon Dynamite guy. Yeah. Can we safely say we're an anti-Napoleon podcast now? Just across the board. Mm-hmm. Napoleon Dynamite. Oh, I think it's one of the most overrated, if not the most overrated comedic movies of all time. Riley um, hates me. That's my, that's her least favorite movie take I have, I think. And this movie, disappointed. I can't think of any other Napoleons. I'm trying to see if there's anything else Napoleon that I don't want to like prematurely. 
I just we we were an anti Harry Potter podcast, and I've seen them now, and they're pretty yeah, decent. Binged all of them, so really I think we gotta game. go against that. So I think we're just anti Napoleon. Anything Napoleon related? 1927 Napoleon film? You're out, dog. dog. Shit. Never watching it. Waterloo, the movie from 1970. You're out. Sorry. Isn't there like a song about the Battle of Waterloo or something? Waterloo. Da 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 da. Waterloo. Yeah, see, that's a good song. Waterloo. That but that's song? not about Napoleon. So, are you sure? Oh shit! It literally says "My my" at Waterloo. Napoleon did surrender. Oh yeah. yeah. I mean, Napoleon did surrender. <sighs> that's a problem. You'll never hear the Waterloo song on this podcast. Yeah, I mean, again, I hate cutting ourselves off from such a great song, but if you do, we'll redact the name Napoleon in the song. <laughs> You'll get a radio edit beep. <laughs> That's my guarantee. There you go. I like it. Go watch Wish, though. Um, I don't know. We'll see how it is. It'll be great time. In the meantime, sorry for that. You <laughs> good friend, everybody. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Save big on your Memorial Day barbecue, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson Natural Boneless Chicken Breasts for two forty nine dollars a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today, or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.